I don't know. Casey Affleck always seemed kind of douchey to me. Yeah, more, more than Ben. Ben's more, you know. Ben's more of just of a bro. Yeah. <laughs> not not the most exciting <clears throat> guy, but he's more of a bro than anything. Yeah. The Two OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world: Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 38. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about Planet of Monsters, Particle of God, and Food. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Anton, how's your week been? Uh, not bad. I think uh, since you said food, this week I had Fogo de Chao for the first time. I mean, I had other Brazilian uh, steakhouses before, but this is the first time going to Fogo de Chao. Uh, I don't think I've been to that particular chain. Yeah, well, from what they told me is they are, I don't know why my my PC is telling me to update my computer while I'm recording, but anyways, yeah, they told me, (laughs) they told me that it is the top tier of all Brazilian steakhouses. Ooh. But then again, it is their place, so they're kind of biased on that one. Yeah, but... (laughs) You know, hearing a lot of people talk about Fogo de Chao, it, it seems like, uh, you know, they live up to their name. And I've had, you know, places like Greenfield and uh, Long Beach before. Have you ever had that place? No. Yeah. I had Greenfield before, and it pretty much was one of my favorite Brazilian steakhouses. But, uh, you know, Fogo de Chao actually really lived up to the hype for me. Because their picanha is yeah. delicious. Ooh. Yeah, 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 picanha before, right? Yeah, the thing is with with Brazilian barbecue is it's really hard for me to keep track of some of the meat. <laughs> yeah, especially if they keep bringing the food to your table all the time. Yeah, so like there's times like, oh my god, it's really good. Wait, which one was this one? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's pretty much uh, the highlight of the week for me because I didn't really eat anything else this week because I've been on a little bit of a diet. And I'm kind of breaking out of my diet right now with a beer. Let me go ahead and Ooh. open this one up. Yeah, I'm trying to enjoy my my food and drinking right now while I can. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, because Lent starts on February 14th. So that's usually the time when I give up soda, fast food, and sweets. Mm. Okay, so what are you drinking today? I heard you pop something. Yeah, so I'm drinking one called, <clears throat> make sure I get it right, Naughty Otter Lager from Gan Anok Brewing Company. Hmm, that's interesting because I'm also having a lager. It is uh, called Tiger. Have you ever had uh, the Singapore or Vietnam or Thailand or pretty much anywhere in Asia beer? Yeah, I, I have. Um, so far, I think the my favorite one is uh something. Dad, I forgot the name of it. It's it's in a red can. I think it's I think it's from the Philippines actually. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So red horse. I think red horse something like that for it was. Yeah, so Tiger is pretty much a classic in in Vietnam. Whenever I go back there, uh, it seems like everybody's drinking Tiger uh, because you know it's it's a light Asian lager beer, mm-hmm. and you can have a lot of it and have good food. 
in you know it'll take a while to get drunk basically there was one i had at a sushi place called orion that was really good mm. it was yeah, it's I've very heard about that one it's very light like very little flavor but it's smooth mm-hmm. so i was like, I'm like all right not not too heavy refreshing yeah good, good palate cleanser yep so yeah oh actually damn it it's a canadian beer sneaky oh, bastards no. Canadian, eh? Well, well, because I saw this as like a, a what you call it? imported in this uh, imported by Park Street Street Imports in Miami, Florida, uh-huh. and then I see the website NaughtyOtter.ca, and then the bottom it says Product of Canada. CA stands for California. Canada. It says Product of Canada, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sneaky Canadians, Canucks. All right. Uh, anyways, let's uh, get into the show. All right. So, first thing, Anton, uh, have you have been a fan of Godzilla? Uh, yes, I have been quite a fan. Actually, was it you that used to have like the Godzilla figures on on his desk? I don't you know, but I yeah, I think I do. <laughs> it was in my uh my bedroom and yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah way back yep yeah way back um. Because Netflix released a new animated Godzilla series. Oh, yeah. I watched the first episode. Uh, it got pretty technical because it's very advanced. It's, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, I want say, Robotech. Well, my, my go-to is always Robotech, but any mech anime meets Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of cliffhanger because I didn't realize it was a series until the end of the first episode. <laughs> and then I was kind of like left my job and like what what happened where's mom and dad it's Godzilla Godzilla's here Arnold, hurry up at an early age I was robbed of my parents right in front of my eyes I swore to take revenge if we stand our ground if we don't show fear and if we put our lives on the line we've already won just have to finish it. Humanity's 22-year nightmare and Godzilla's 20,000-year reign. Bastard. You will return Earth to us. So for those that haven't seen it yet, um, it's a hardcore anime style Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, it has everything. It has kaiju. It has aliens. It has time travel. It has uh, like hover bikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a cool series. Um, it's something different. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's uh, quite different than all the uh, other animes that has anything to do with Godzilla. And I think this is the first in the franchise that they've gone a little more futuristic, if I'm well, not yeah, mistaken. They, yeah, they went, I think, what, 
is it 20,000 years in the future? 10,000 years in the future? Yeah. And I guess uh, Godzilla and all the monsters are still trying to rule each other. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They destroyed everything that human cre- human humanity created mm-hmm. and are just taking over the Earth. Yeah, so how do you like it so far? I like it. Um, I, I saw the subtitle version first, mm-hmm. and then I realized I can just switch to English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I watched. I actually watched it twice. I watched it with the subs first, and then the second time I watched it with the English dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, English dub is actually weak. Yeah, it's uh, English dub is always weak. I always switch it to Japanese and then uh, read the subtitles because it it just feels so more authentic that way. And sometimes the writing <coughs> that is translated yeah. it sounds better uh, in Japanese and then uh, translated in English. No, but I'm saying like even like just the the voice acting. Like yeah. the, the the Japanese voice actors seem more passionate, more more energetic than the American uh, voice actors. Yeah, I remember watching something where uh, you know the the voice actor uh, in English was saying, "Oh yeah," and then the subtitles would say something different, like, "Oh yes, but we have to do this," and I'm like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." Yeah, I think they're, mis- they're missing some context. And same thing when I was watching Rurouni Kenshin. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you, you remember how like we watched like the the, the classic one where it's like Japanese uh, um, uh, voices and then you know subtitles. When I was watching it on, uh, I think Cartoon Network, it yeah. was so weird. Like I didn't remember the story being told certain ways, and I was like, "Oh wait, doesn't the scene?" have more context to it because it looks like they edited the whole scene uh, and they also chopped it down yeah they chopped it down and then made the the um because you know how like uh when we used to watch like dragon ball z it used to stretch on mm-hmm. like one episode it's just two people like yelling at each other the whole time right. yeah literally none of the characters will move except their mouths for like an entire episode yeah so i i guess they cut most of that stuff out is what they're trying to do with the you know the new series with the new dubbing i mean the old dubbing style is really good but the new dubbing style is not so much yeah um <clears throat> well which one was it well yeah i think they kind of have to do it just the, the american audience expects something different from their animated series than the japanese audience like the japanese audience is very into bigger picture dialogue mm-hmm. and getting like getting to know the world yeah, the American uh, animated series are more about action, getting getting to the cl- uh, to the climax of the episode quicker. Yeah. So since we're talking about Netflix and anime, oh, thank have- you're saying since we're talking about climaxes, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Akira? A- or in English, it would be Akira. A- Akira. No, I haven't. Uh, but I, I think your brother tried to get into it or something. He, he I guess he tried to watch a movie. But uh, yeah, th- that type of anime is very, very dark. And it's yeah. not something that uh, you know kids can watch. So the reason why I bring that up is there's this new anime. It is on Netflix also. It's called uh, Devil Man Crybaby. Oh, yeah, yeah. It keeps popping up my recommendations. Yeah, so it's very dark. It is one of the darkest animes I've ever seen. Uh, you know that Attack on Titans is very dark mm-hmm. the way it is already, right? Well, people get crushed by, by accident. Yeah. So 
imagine the dark side of that anime mm-hmm. but with a lot of sex and blood and just weird shit going on sweet yeah so if you're into all that then this is probably an anime for you uh i binge binge watched it it it, it the storyline is really good i didn't really like the uh the whole gruesome and the whole sex and stuff but it made sense because you know uh vampires are very lusty and i guess devils are very um or demons are very lustful also too well, I guess yeah, there's demons. Just, yeah there's <laughs> a, I, I guess there's a need a needy thing no i think the next one i want to see is the, the funny thing is as i was looking at the <clears throat> the producers writers and like the actors for godzilla monster planet or monster mm-hmm. planet yeah um which actually i think that's weird because i think on the in the japanese subtitle one it's planet planet of the monsters or something like that mm-hmm. anyways um it the the writers actually let me see the the directors are actually mm-hmm. worked pre- worked together previously on another show that i wanted to see knights of sidonia oh it's a really good show actually yeah I've, so the, I, I binge watched that one too yeah, so like that's been on my list for a while, but I've never been motivated. But like now that I, I saw Godzilla and I like that style, uh, I, I'm more motivated to check out that one next. Yeah, I like uh, Knights of Sidonia because um, it's very Gundam-y. Yeah. And instead of being more based on like, uh, you know, grounded on a planet to basically fight, uh, fight monsters and giant robots. Right. You're basically... They're basically in space most of the time yeah so that's what the, that's what the, the description is a thousand years after the destruction of earth by gigantic aliens called gauna mankind is living in massive spaceships one of these spaceships is sedonia which is protected by a large pilot controlled exosuit called gardas yes guards 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 yeah so i think that's probably my next list yeah i, I highly recommend that too it, it's a it's a good one and, uh, you, you know, we were talking about God's Particle uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, we were talking about other names for it, which uh, there is no official name yet, and it's still called Cloverfield 3. Mm-hmm. So there has been speculation that it has been taken off the release dates uh, of this year. So it's no longer coming out to the movie theaters. And the rumor is that they are bringing it to Netflix. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know exactly because it's just a rumor or someone's just speculating, but uh, they're already doing like little Easter eggs with this movie. Like they have a website online uh, talking about um, something. uh, I think there was a name already for the movie. I think one of the DPs that worked on the movie uh, s- stated the name of the, the 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 actual official name. I forgot what it was. I, I I wish I can find the article. It was listed somewhere online. But uh, with that clue for the names, people started looking online, looking at the domains and everything. And they found a couple of clips online that are kind of like Easter eggs, and it's taking you to down through a rabbit hole trying to find out what the whole thing is about hmm. yeah so it's kind of like a, a puzzle game 
that you have to find scavenge. So that's that's gonna be their viral marketing for this one. Yeah, that's gonna be their viral marketing for this one because the previous one was really cool. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So I guess somebody from the PR group buried something mm-hmm. uh, in Louisiana and put the coordinates, and basically they did a whole puzzle thing online. Where you had to do a lot of programming like uh, um, C++, DOS, and stuff on one of the web browsers. Yeah. And then uh, they basically give you a coordinate. And then someone on Reddit uh, created a group. And then they worked together. And someone who was locally over there, over there actually went to the site and dug up something. And it was a box. Uh, more, yeah. Like a geocaching kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the thing why that works... Is because the, the they're not making their audience feel stupid. Mm-hmm. They're giving their audience a lot of credit, like that. You know, given the power of the internet, they can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there that would, wouldn't want to risk like their their marketing not being found in time, so they'll like pretty much baby feed their their audience some clues or the exact location and it just becomes a race about who gets there first yeah so yeah i'm curious to see what else comes of this i'm wondering if the netflix rumors themselves will be part of it Mm -hmm. like its own little uh sub marketing there sub marketing yeah i think so because i mean it's Yes, Netflix is bigger now. They, they've they've had a lot of viewership, and they've they've hit their goal and more for new subscriptions in twenty seventeen. Yeah, the interesting thing though is that Amazon's dropping a lot of things that uh, you know you you talked about last week's episode. Yeah, nobody loves Tick anymore. Um, <laughs> Wait, they renewed Tick? Huh? Dick? I thought Dick. Dick. Oh yeah, that's right. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love tech. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Speaking of speaking of comedy, I'm sending you a link right now. Have you seen the trailer for Dundee? Yes, I have seen the trailer for Dundee. Brian Dundee? Yep. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Why? Why do you keep saying really? Do you actually believe it? Uh, I I don't know. I it looks like a real film. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors that this is going to be a Super Bowl. Like it's a it's a it's a build up to a Super Bowl ad. But it's funny because you know Hemsworth, who appears in the trailer I just sent you, you know he's willing to like play along with jokes like this. Yeah, he would. I don't know. It, it looks like a, a, a real movie. Though. I mean, the way that they shot it and everything, and they've been teasing it as a teaser trailer, but uh, I, I guess no, okay, no so, studios behind it or anything. Well, the other thing, the other reason too, I think it's going to be a, a prank is because in the trailer I sent you, or that we just played in the in the show... Danny McBride plays son of Dundee, Crocodile Dundee, but a real Australian is going to play the sidekick. 
I know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so I, I there's another one out there too, but I couldn't find it. Or yeah. I didn't want to look for it. Um, the video's like, it's all about the vest. <laughs> Croc- crocodile, uh, uh, being the Dundee is all about the vest. I don't th- okay, so I, I guess it is kind of a fake trailer because they've never really announced the whole movie shoot. Yeah. Premise? Hmm. It has to be something, dude. I just, <laughs> I just, I think part of it too is I don't. I'm cringing at how bad it would be if it's real. Anyways, no, nah, that, yeah, that's when you were talking about viral marketing. That just reminded me of like that came out uh early this week. So since we were talking about movies and we've been seeing movies with our movie pass, can no longer be redeemed at 25 locations of AMC. Ew. Yeah, I don't think any of them are near me, but let me see. The funny thing is, I would have expected it more from like Century, not Century, yeah, Century mm-hmm. Theaters. Or was it, Cin- was it called Cinemark? Cinemark, yes. Our goal is to make Move Pass an affordable option and accessible to broad- the broadest number of theaters nationwide. We'll continue to work within the theater chains to make our, ver- our vision a reality. We advise members to always double check. Uh, so there's like several locations, but I'll just read off the Florida one. I mean, the Florida and California one. So, AMC 15 Los Angeles, AMC Mercado Santa Clara, uh, AMC Disney Springs, Florida, Mm -hmm. uh, Mission Valley AMC in San Diego, AMC Veterans 24 in Tampa, and that's the ones that are just listed there. Hmm. So, Disney Springs, man. I'm sure that one's a hit, hit to the hardest. Oh, yeah. I think so. Is that the one you usually go to, or which one? Uh, no, there? that's way too far for me. Um, I usually go to the <laughs> City Walk here. If I, I hope it's not on that list, but uh, there's one near to my place, uh, which is Altamont Springs. I go to that one a lot, and then there's a local one right down the street that I go to. They have really good nachos. Um, <laughs> it's called Amstar. Ooh, haul at my boys out there. Oh my god. I'm sure they know you by now too. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, I can't find the li- the full list. Those are just the ones that came up. But yeah, again, the- it seems to be like in more densely populated areas. Or like high volume areas. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Either way though. It's a- if if MoviePass works the way we were told it works, I don't understand why AMC would be getting butthurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the reason I said I thought it'd be Cinemark is because they started their own movie pass kind of thing, which is really, really dumb. Interesting. Did you did you see that? No, I did not. Oh, so Cinemark's movie pass is called Movie Club, and I want, it's I want to be a part of the club. No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> it's let me see here. Oh, so it is. So it's eight ninety nine per month. Mm-hmm. You get one movie credit and. And if you decide to watch more than one movie per month, it's eight ninety nine for each additional movie. All right, you can just stop talking. It doesn't really make any sense to me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's the stupidest thing ever. Pretty much, they're just saying we'll sell you gift cards for eight ninety nine, mm-hmm. or or movie vouchers for <clears> eight ninety nine, <throat> and you get twenty percent off concessions. It, it, it's it's stupid. Like compare if if this was the first version of like a movie pass, it would have been fine. 
But since MoviePass is a thing, this is just a, this is sorry attempt. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, if, if AMC was coming up with their own thing, I'd understand them blocking the MoviePass. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's annoying though. Yeah. But on the good side though, or good side, the plus side, uh, I did reserve my seat for the Black Panther fan event. Okay, that's cool. Uh, which uh, theater is it at? I'm going to Century. <laughs> uh, okay. So what? what's what's the whole um, fan event for that location? It's actually the same thing. That's why I asked you what yours was. Yeah, it's my, the same. mine I get to see it in Dolby. Uh, I think mine is same thing. They have Dolby at uh, Cinema? Not Dolby. Uh, this, is it the uh, XD or whatever it's called? Yeah, I think it's XD. Oh, Real D 3D. Oh, okay. Mine, I don't think uh, mine's in 3D because it's uh, Dolby. Oh. What, isn't Dolby just sound, though? No. Uh, Dolby is, uh, well, it's sound, yeah. plus uh, the, the screen is uh, OLED screen. Hmm. Well, not screen, but projector. And yes. plus the seats are recliners, like uh, how Cinemark is. But there is an extra boosted speaker in your chair and a subwoofer right under your chair. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to say, I think there was something mentioned about... Uh, let me look it up real quick. It's funny because the, the app doesn't really give much details, but the email gave you like what, what you got with the fan event. Okay. You get the coin too, of course, right? Oh yeah, the Black Panther token. Yeah. I wonder what you can use it for. Probably uh, you can fly to Wakanda and use it. <gasps> what if it's like the Willy Wonka thing? And one, one token will be made of real gold and you can exchange that for a ticket to Wakanda. Yeah, but uh, there's no such thing as Wakanda. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do. What the hell? It doesn't give you any details. Whack. Alright, since we're talking about Wakanda, that kind of links us to Marvel, right? Yeah, I guess, indirectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen Captain Marvel all suited up? I, I've, I've seen the concept art. I have not seen uh, her in the real final suit okay uh should i link you or uh you want to look i got it i got it marvel marvel yeah captain marvel oh that's interesting so is that the real color of the suit or is that just like the that's the real color of the suit someone actually did a photoshop of the uh red gold and navy color and it looks really nice Uh, i don't know (laughs) where if i can uh, bring that up real quick but um yeah it looks nicer with the original colors the traditional colors but this is based on one of their old suits from uh one of the yeah because the the one i'm seeing looks like the suit, they're giving her the green suit yeah the green suit is the original suit that she has so i think this is how she starts okay yeah so and then she works her way up to like her final suit whatever yeah all right i found the picture uh, 
So someone photoshopped this with the actual colors that we're used to. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks similar to the one I just saw right now, which is more. Yeah, no, I like that. I like the Twitter one better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks very um, kind of kind of like the original uh, Captain America suit. Yeah, it, it does. Like kind of homemade, but still armor armorish. Yeah. But I, I guess, you know, the reason they probably do the green suit is because they want to do uh, different variations of costumes. And the green costume is more of the traditional how she started. So uh, I think that's fine. Yeah. Again, that might be something that Josiah's from the Comic Syndicate will be able to explain to us more. Yeah. So check now, out that uh, podcast. It's It's so weird seeing Brie Larson in stuff like this because mm-hmm. the first time I saw her in something it was, it was a show called The League oh yeah yeah I've heard of that yeah and she played like an au pair and she was like a a bratty teenager <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> it's just weird yeah and now she's Captain Marvel yep <clears throat> I like it I'll post some pictures on our social media so I got I got more tickets besides the Black Panther fan event Okay. What did you get? <clears throat> I got tickets to CookieCon. Oh my god. What's that CookieCon? <laughs> it's uh, pretty much a convention for pastries, cookies, well, I guess pastries are cookies, and other sweets. And they'll have like a uh, certain fan, not fan, uh, it's like food celebrities there. Like are, they're known for pastries. Like, uh,. So, <clears throat> nerdy nummies yes she's gonna be there oh, that's cool that's one of my motivations for going okay <laughs> oh no there's also some uh, other bakeries too that are kind of well known in la mm-hmm. um there's one called uh what's it called cooking cooking mamas uh-huh Let me see cake mamas the, i think that's a cake, cake, cake mama. mamas. okay yeah. I, was, I was gonna say i was like uh nintendo yes that's that's a uh, oh shoot that's that cooking mama Cookie Mama, there we go. Better than Mama. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be on February 10th. Cool. February. At hey, Anaheim so Center. whatever happened to our friend in San Diego that we met? Uh, what was it? Uh, Pupcakes? Oh, uh, Misty? Yeah. I don't know. I have not. I forgot to follow up with, with that one. Those are so good. Yeah, but it says uh, permanently closed, but I don't know when. Uh, you know why, though? Because I think uh, like beer cupcakes kind of got really competitive. Yeah. Too many people were doing it. Especially in San Diego. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, those are those are really good, but she was also in, um, what's it called? Uh, Cupcake <clears throat> Wars. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that, that it just got too competitive down there. Yeah, but uh, she was listed on Yelp's 100 list of best of San Diego. So uh, it closed in 2014, uh, I think in November. So that's Mm. that's sad to hear. Yeah, way to bring the show down, Anton. Yeah. They were good (laughs) cupcakes. Oh, my God. Irish Car Bomb, my favorite. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah. Wait, that was no. I like the the Heffenweissen lemon lemon frosting one. Mm. Uh yeah, that was good. Damn it, out there making me hungry, and I'm yeah. gonna give up. 
I'm giving up sweets on February 14th, so you can't do this to me. <laughs> oh, it looks like she tried to do a, uh, a Pupcakes uh, cake mix. So basically, like, you can bring, you can buy these mixes and uh, do it at home. Oh, so it's kind of almost like franchising. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter. Um, she had 432 backers. But I guess it never took off. Which, uh, <clears throat> I well, because she said like the biggest thing that she struggled with was um, buying the beer. Because mm-hmm. it it oh go that that would be like one of the f- first things to go. Not not bad, but she has to buy in larger large enough amounts that it's cheaper for her. But also then if she needs to use it all up, if not she's just, she's just wasting the beer. Yeah. So that's tough. But yeah, I mean Yeah, very tough. So yeah. there's this other movie that I saw a trailer for. It is called I Kill Giants. It's uh it stars Zoe Zaldana, uh Ooh. and Madison Wolf. Uh I don't think you know who she is but she's still a youngling hopefully i think she's probably gonna be someone like uh chloe moretz uh grace right Mm -hmm. yeah sorry um but anyways it kind of the trailer reminds me of uh what's that movie she kind of does look like chloe moretz yeah in a way she she kind of does yeah so this movie is it kind of reminds me of uh where the wild things are but I think she's a little uh, too old. But I don't know. I, I don't know what the whole um, graphic novel is about. But um, okay. I'm guessing probably if you go check out Comic Syndicate, they'll probably be talking about this. I don't know how childish of comic books that they go into. But maybe they'll talk about this. I mean, they are pretty mature guys. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is a... Uh, I think a fantasy uh, monster type of movie. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> let me see. I'm trying to look through the pictures. Oh, okay, I see it. Um, so, it kind of looks like, um, what's that one movie that came out? Uh, Big Friendly Giant? Mm-hmm. It looks like that kind of animation. Yeah. Or, c- or CGI. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Looks, the one I'm looking at kind of looks like Cookie Monster with horns. Hmm. I don't know. Let's wait. This already came out? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just a trailer. It says February... I mean, February. November 2017. So I wonder if it's like a limited release kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah, so Canada, September 2017... Denmark, October 2017, and oh, the U.S. Uh, my film, my first film fest too. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, it's, it's a film festival release. Yeah. So Sundance just happened. There's a lot of movies uh, that were bought there this year. Surprisingly, Amazon, Netflix didn't really go all out as much as they did last year. So well, I'm pretty happy that you know a lot of these other studios are getting it. More of a theatrical release. Well, because Amazon Netflix were mainly trying to look for new material, yeah, and to make it to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Now they've achieved that, and now they can be a, a little bit more picky about what they buy and what they don't buy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 
that's not surprising for me. Yeah, and there's news that uh, the Weinstein Company is actually getting a, a brand new name, and I think it's <laughs> going to be a little more female friendly. So, the Womanstein Company. <laughs> Womanstein. <clears throat> yeah, that's not surprising. I'm surprised it took this long though. I, mm-hmm. I know they talked about as soon as the allegations came out. I know they talked about it. So let's see here. This episode comes out the week of the last week of January. Mm-hmm. So. Nothing. Damn it! Nothing good is coming out yet. No, but uh, last week uh, we didn't really talk about it yet. But uh, Oscar nominations were revealed. Oh they're, no, they were re- they were revealed after we recorded. So we're yeah. good. Do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna go over it or? Um, I well, I'm going to go over the controversy okay. about uh, how funny that Franco's movies was awarded or nominated for other awards, but yet. Before the Oscars were not were uh, announced, yeah, his allegations of sexual misconduct came out, and all of a sudden his movie is no longer in in the awards. Yeah, um, it's kind of a given because uh, uh, it looks like Casey Affleck is not coming back this year to present uh, the award for best actor. Why? Because uh, he's also one of those people that, you know, uh, abused uh, women. Allegedly. Yeah, no, nobody really liked him for the past uh, no. couple of years at the Oscars. They, they always talk about this this whole thing uh, in the media. So, uh, I mean... Yeah, they were looking for an excuse regardless, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a great actor, and I, I really like him in films and everything. But I guess the, the uh, Affleck brothers are kind of... Um, you know, out there. So, I don't know. Casey Affleck always seemed kind of douchey to me. Yeah, more more than Ben. Ben's more, you know. Ben's more of just of a bro. Yeah. <laughs> not not the most exciting <clears throat> guy, but he's more of a bro than anything. Yeah. So um, no. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think like the only movie coming out lately is or coming out the week that this episode comes out is Winchester. Mm-hmm. That horror one. Which oh, I saw the new well. It's been out for a while now, but Insidious movie. Uh, did the you la- like it? <sighs> Insidious is one of those movies that have been way, way overhyped. Yeah, but one I, thing I, I was do- never a fan. No, but one thing I do like about it is they don't go too gory. So I'm like, all right. They actually mm-hmm. try to go more for... They're more mystery than horror. Yeah, it, it's uh, more different than, than all the other ones. So I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, whatever, but it's not. it's not great. So yeah, that that I saw it before our last episode, but I just was so underwhelmed that I didn't mention it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna see a uh, Fifty Shades Freed, no? Okay, moving mm-hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Rabbit, no? Okay, yeah, moving on. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can't. I cannot wait for spring. Yeah, spring's uh, yeah, it's insane. I don't know if you've seen the uh, featurette that they did for Ready Player One. It's kind of like an homage to all of Steven Spielberg's movies. Hey, what? Yeah, there, so, there, there's a, uh, I think it's like a three-minute clip of uh, Ernst Klein talking about his dream of working with uh, Steven Spielberg, and then Steven Spielberg talking about how he enjoyed reading and uh, 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 seeing Ernst Klein's ideas or from his uh, past 
so okay, so <clears throat> it's not really. It's not uh, okay. So I misunderstood. So it's not a new trailer. It's just more focusing on Spielberg's inspiration and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Meh. Not that. It's kind of cool because it, it starts as a, a bunch of clips of uh, Steven Spielberg's old movies like Jaws, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Close Encounters, E.T., like just clips of his movies. And then all of a sudden uh, uh, you get into Ready Player One stuff and then you see some of the stuff that's that's referenced in there. I, I just see this as Spielberg con- congratulating himself. Yeah. But uh, I, I I saw Steven Spielberg's documentary not so long ago on uh, HBO. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's actually pretty good. It talks about uh, the time when he was a little kid and he had a um, uh, Super 8 camera and he was shooting all of these home videos. And I think you've heard about it before, but J.J. Abrams is one of the people that uh, restored uh, some of... Steven Spielberg's old movies from uh, his childhood. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't he saying like that was some of his uh, early because he liked to play with Super Eight cameras also. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you should check it out. It's it's actually pretty good. It's what's about, it called? Like, uh, just HBO. Go to HBO <laughs> and then uh, look up Steven Spielberg. You'll see it. I think it came out probably about four or five months ago. I'm embracing it during summer. You're like, it's called I Am Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, did you see this year's uh, Best Picture list? Uh, I saw saw, the the main highlights of it. I didn't actually see the full list. Okay. Because there's a couple of them that I I really want to see. I haven't got a chance to see yet. But you did see uh, Darkest Hour yet? Or... That's completely gone. That's just... Uh, that's out of my realm. It, it's still around places, but I'm not going to drive to go see it. Okay. Okay, so... <clears throat> so, best pictures for those that haven't heard it. It's uh, Call Me By Your Name. Call Me Darkest By Your Hour. Name. Uh, I think that's a movie about some guy trying to fall in love with a girl. But instead, he falls in love with his best friend. Oh, uh, I thought he falls in that's love a guy. with himself. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a Darkest Hour. That's the one you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's Churchill, right? Yeah, Winston Churchill. Uh, Dunkirk, which mm-hmm. is your movie, your one of your favorite movies from last year. Yes. Uh, Get Out, which is it? a very no, which is a very Get Out was a very popular movie in the awards this year. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Uh, that's something I want to see. It's like uh. A coming of age movie, but not really because uh, this girl's trying to break all of the rules on trying to live. Because <laughs> she's a renegade. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a mother and daughter relationship that's uh, super unhealthy, but uh, they get they get along just fine. Okay, these next two I haven't heard of. Okay. Uh, Fan- Phantom Thread and The Post. Okay, so Phantom Thread is about a guy who's in love with uh, fashion design. And he would design woman clothes. And it's... Uh, I think the leading actor is Daniel Day-Lewis. 
Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is right. his last movie. I think he... It better be. <laughs> yeah. He, he said so, he retired, so I'm guessing this is pretty much his last movie, so... I thought he was done after Lincoln. I thought they said that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the post is a uh, uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, oh, this mm-hmm. is the, the the Washington Post, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see the trailer for that one when I went to go see uh, The Greatest Showman. It has uh, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, that one does look interesting because that one's based on a true story. Yeah. And then uh, Shape of Water, right? Shape of Water, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, um, I, I really want to see that. I, 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 w- I Go ahead. No, say I want to see that one, but it reminds me too much of that fish guy from um, uh, Hellboy. Well, it's same designers. Well, that might explain it. They got lazy then. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, Guillermo del Toro just loves that 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 type of design um, of uh, you know uh, kind these of like characters. Rugged, so. Yeah, kind of like vintage ruggedy kind of characters. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, uh, Pansy's Labyrinth has some of uh, the resemblance in their creatures. True. Yeah. And the, the last one, which is the one I mentioned back in November, mm-hmm. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, which I heard is very good. Yeah. yeah. That one, I I just didn't have time to see it. I really wanted to see it because that was a great cast. So I did. Mm-hmm. I knew a little bit of the story, but I mainly wanted to go see it because I saw the actors that were in it. And I'm like, there's no way this can fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan. Yeah. Uh, I so who do you think is gonna win Best Picture? Just by your guess, like uh, I know you haven't seen all the movies, but from what you hear, or what you know, Ooh. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with I don't know, cause Call Me by Your Name is has gonna be is gonna get a lot of momentum from like the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Especially like now that you're supposed to be woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, they might split their vote because they're kind of wartime movies. Uh huh. Um, Get Out, I think, has been getting enough love as it is. So I'm going to go with The Shape of Water or The Post. Interesting. For me, I think it's either three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri or. Ladybird. Yeah, the thing is, I I think three billboards is is gonna be good, but I haven't heard that much buzz about it. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, director wise, I think uh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna even go through the list. I think Guillermo del Toro will win this one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he has a lot of support from both story-wise and visual effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whenever you get a chance, you should check out the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, where mm-hmm. uh, they got um, all of the biggest uh, directors from last year. They would sit them in the table together, and they would talk about like uh, uh, the creation of uh, film and uh, about uh, their troubles that they shot and what they learned. And it's very interesting because you can see Guillermo del Toro, uh, he's a very, very uh, film eccentric type of guy that likes movies and likes to make movies. And he's always trying to ask other directors, you know, uh, about 
the craft of film. Like, you know, you always talk about like, oh, how good the film is, but you never really go, oh, how did you shoot this scene? Uh, why did you choose this color? Um, would it be any different if you were to use these type of lenses? You know, a lot of these directors don't really talk about those type of things. They always go, oh, okay, um, that was a great film, really loved it, enjoyed it, um, but that's pretty much it. So it's kind of cool that, you know, they sit together in this table and he's bringing up all these questions with all of the directors. Oh my God, so funny you mentioned it because, oh, what the hell, where is it? There's a video, somebody, like, somebody asked him a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia Pierpont from Xinhua News of China. Yeah. Could you, you really understand and have an extraordinary ability to look into the shadow side, into the darker side yes. of human nature and fantasy yes. and terror. But you also are a really joyful and loving person. Yes. So how do you find that balance? I'm Mexican. And, and, and you know, no one, no one loves life more than... Uh, we do in a way because we are so conscious about death. So the preciousness of life, standing side to side to the one place we're all going through. Let's say everybody in this uh, planet boarded a train that was final destination, death. So the train, we're going to live. We're going to have beauty and love and freedom. And I think that when you when you eliminate one of the two sides from the equation, it's a pamphlet. When you take in account the dark to tell the light, it's reality. No? Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone can answer that better than he can. Yeah, so, so, so how do you balance that? I'm Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, be fa- to be fair, if, if he could, he probably would have been more, more vulgar about it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. sorry, you say you say you want to bring something? Oh yeah, so uh, you talked very highly of Josh Gates, uh-huh. which uh, we're both big fans of his shows. Have you watched a whole lot of his uh, recent uh, show, Expedition and Unknown? Yeah, yeah, I think I was on Hulu or Amazon Prime. One of those two that I was watching it. All right, are you current? On the current season, I believe I am. Uh, what was the last episode you saw? I can't remember. I uh, can't remember the location. Okay, so this this season it's all about Vikings and Stonehenge. Okay. Uh, have you seen any of those? Yeah, he did do a Stonehenge one. He did Vikings the first season. Uh huh. So I mean, it's kind of a mix mix uh, mix mash mix uh-huh. mash. So there's this episode. Uh, it's about uh, a book called The Secret. Have you heard about this book called Secret? Oh no! What? Is it the one like the inspirational? Not the inspirational. The motivational one. Uh, can you clue me in on what do you mean by that? The one is like if you, if you can visualize it, you can achieve it. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> no no not okay not that making book. making sure. Okay, so The Secret is a book about immigrants. Uh, the, the author of this book, I forgot his name. Uh, I would like to quote it, but I don't want to 
look it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He, he's an immigrant himself. So Mm -hmm. he knew that, you know, um, oh yeah, this book is also published in the 80s. So it's been quite some time. So during that time, he went to uh, certain places in the U.S. where immigrants came uh, here to this country. So Mm -hmm. there would be like, you know, Jewish people that came here. Uh, So he would go to the place where, you know, all the Jewish people settled. Uh, He would go to uh, where the Irish people uh, settled. He would go to where the Asian people settled. Um, Asian as in the majority that came here um, at the very beginning would be uh, Chinamen in uh, San San Francisco. Uh So he would go there. So he would go to all of these different places to gather up, like, you know, uh, inspiration on and trying to understand the whole culture and everything. So once he's done gathering up what he needs to know, he started writing a story about each place. And at the end of the story, there would be a poem, kind of like a haiku. And each haiku would give you a little bit of a clue to where a real treasure is hidden. And there will also be a uh, painting next to the haiku. And in those images, every single thing in there would reference a place. Mm-hmm. So, it, so he's not going to tell you where these places are. You basically would have to look at these pictures and try to figure out which landmark it's from. So he wouldn't tell you if it's like an Asian person uh, story or a um, uh, immigrant story for Irish or Jewish or anything like that. He would just put all these stories and then you can figure out which is which. Hmm. So there's basically, I think, 11 or 12 different treasures and still to this day, there's only two that has been found. Out of ten. Out of out of ten or eleven or twelve of them. And it's really cool. So you basically find these pieces of treasures and you would send the key to the publisher. And the publisher will send you an actual gem or uh, a type of um, jewelry that's worth lots of money. Wait, who would send it? Uh, the publisher. Huh. Because the uh, the only person that knows where everything is is the author, but he's dead. Interesting. He passed want... away, uh, I think, a, a couple years ago. Okay, so, yeah, I think you're right. It is, it is 12 treasures total because the description says... <clears throat> Uh, the Secret. Josh travels all over the U.S. to find the treasures featured in The Secret, a cryptic book published in the 1980s. He meets with members of a book's cult uh, of the book's cult following, who each think they're on the verge of finding one of the remaining twelve treasures or ten treasures. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. So it probably was twelve total if he said they found ten, two of them already. Yeah, and I think this is by far my favorite episode in a while. Uh, the season hasn't been that great, but this one pretty much brought me back on to the whole Expedition Unknown train. So, I w- I like this. I mean, to be fair, I like his show just because of the travel aspect. Mm-hmm. But I like this old show better. Um, 
not expedition unknown uh destination, destination truth. truth yeah destination mm-hmm. truth because I, I like more of the paranormal paranormal and mythological aspect of certain stories <clears throat> mm-hmm. and i think because of that he dove more into the cultures of wherever he was traveling yeah but yeah no i, I do like expedition unknown he's he's a funny guy he's but, a yeah, great right. guy yeah yeah. yeah, but yeah, he did, the episode really did come out on the 17th, so mm-hmm. I'm not that far behind. Which okay. you, you scared me for. I'm like, I thought I thought I was caught up. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Anton. If people want to help you go to Expeditions Unknown, how can they do that? They can uh, go to our website at www.the2oc.com. And they can purchase uh, some stickers or T-shirts. And if there's something that uh, they heard about uh, us talking, you know, uh, could be a book or DVD or music or whatever, they can click on any of the links uh, to the Amazon page and purchase anything that they want to buy. And it'll give us a little kickback. Sweet. And if they want to follow us on social media, they can go to at the 2LC for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can send an email to mail at the 2LC.com. All right, Anton, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Almost closer and closer to CookieCon. 